Welcome to MandoCast, Star Wars Reports podcast for discussing the latest episode of The Mandalorian on Disney+. I am your host, Michael Morris, and with me this week is Teresa Delgado. Yay! This is cool, because I've never been on this show. It's awesome. Well, that's because it's new. Well, I know, but like <laughs> people make fun of me because I'm on so many podcasts, but I haven't been doing guest spots lately because people haven't asked, so I'm excited. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too, is because like when when we uh, you know first launched and you know we were doing episodes of the Mandalorian and stuff, and so Christy she actually said she's like you could ask Teresa, and I'm like, look, I love Teresa, but I know there's no way I'm going to be able to to actually like get her on an episode right now, but if, you know now since everybody's <laughs> like locked in their homes. I was like, okay, Stay now I know we can't get <laughs> So, yeah. So you're not quite as uh, much of a moving target now as you typically no, are. I'm not. Not right now. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, of course, we don't have any new episodes of uh, Mandalorian at the moment. And so we are continuing our dive back into the Clone Wars episodes that deal with you know, the Mandalorians and kind of build on, on what's to come. So we're dealing mm-hmm. with uh, season two, episode 13 voyage of temptation, Ooh. which I, this is one that like, I really enjoy, but I all like, I don't ever like, if I'm listing out like favorite episodes and stuff, I never really recall this one but it has so many great lines from it and everything that i really enjoy yeah you know this particular season i think when i rewatch, i tend to start at season three and kind of go forward just because it got so much better as it went along right but you kind of like have to go back and watch these because of the episodes that come later in the series. Mm -hmm. So to sort of understand some of the things that they, that they say or that they reference, it helps to have watched this particular arc. Yeah. Yep. And it's, yeah, cause it's so good too. You know, the, the main thing that I noticed right off the bat was how much this episode echoes attack of the clones mm-hmm. you know she's um basically she's under the protection of obi-wan and there's these insect-like things that are trying to kill her they happen to be droids not actual insects but still similar you know and uh, you have that sort of uh i guess what's the word the the tension of the romance or whatever you know and like um it just it, it really echoes Attack of the Clones, which I think is super important for what comes in Revenge of the Sith and sort of showing uh, Obi-Wan's, um, I guess, showing where he's at and, and you know, how he looks at, at what's going on with Anakin at that point. True, but I think during these episodes, we get to see a side of Obi-Wan that we've never really seen before, which is mm-hmm. sort of this slightly vulnerable side because he's always just i don't know obi-wan is like the perfect jedi you know he follows the rules (laughs) he does what he's supposed to do you know and so then you're like huh interesting yeah yeah (laughs) 
and 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 that's what I like too about um with Satine is that she also seems similar you know like like she kind of seems like that too you know and they're almost they're always sort of you know preaching their their doctrine to each other and it's like it's so similar (laughs) yet they see this like very distinct difference (laughs) you know and uh, like there's even the line where um he goes do you always carry a deactivator and she's like just because i'm uh i'm a pacifist doesn't mean i can't protect myself and he's like well you're starting to sound like a jedi you know And Uh. (laughs) (laughs) and it's like you're the same <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I when they first introduced that character of Satine, I was always kind of like, huh. But the longer she was in the series, the more I really started to like her. Mm-hmm. And then of course with all of the lore that we know now and you know, the all the house families and all the Mandalory kind of things. It's this really cool mythology that she fits into, and it's like, oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> You're talking about like how the, um, like how the, I guess, well, you how, know, how like, thrown with we, you know, Clan Vizsla and Clan Wren, and then Death Watch, and then mm-hmm. like, you know, all the things that they sort of introduce here, but then we also get a little in Rebels, and then we get a little bit in The Mandalorian. So, I feel like they're really expanding this whole area in a really cool way. Mm-hmm. And it started so small. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is that, you know, I talked about on the last episode of, as to how different everything uh, seemed to everyone, you know, it was a big shock to everyone and they're like, oh, no, Mandalorians are pacifists. And they're like, wait, no, Mandalorians aren't supposed to be pacifists. Like, well, these are, but also there's Death Watch and they're on the moon and they're on the regular planet. And, you know, they have these different ideals and they're, everyone used to not be pacifists. But so, you know, I, I've talked about how much I enjoy the, uh, the layers that they keep adding. Yeah. And, you know, it still kind of confuses me because we see Satine and we see the pacifist faction and we see Death Watch and when we see the Mandalorians in the TV show, the Mandalorian, and they say something in the TV show about being a Mandalorian is a creed, not a race. Right. And I get that, but it also kind of like, I don't know. What does that mean? Does that mean they're, is it like you're human? So you're, you know, and it's just like your ideals are different. I don't, I still get really confused by all that. <laughs> so I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, but like Satine's a Mandalorian, right? Right. Or no. Y- like, I, I, I was so long. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, we're talking, let's see, at this point, this would have taken place. Oh gosh. Like what? Um, let's say 20 to 25 years, something like that before, um, before the Mandalorian. No, because Clone Wars, the Clone Wars timeframe is only like two or three years long. Right. So you add that plus the, um, you know, where the Mandalorian's after return of the Jedi. Yeah. Yes. So like, 
three years after her returns to Ireland. So that's 30 yeah. years. Wait. <sighs> I don't know. So okay, so someone get me a timeline. So let's so let's someone say get me a timeline. <laughs> we'll make it easy. Okay, so we'll say it's two years of the Clone Wars, right? So two years till the, the time okay. of Revenge of the Sith, and that's when Luke and Leia are born. So Luke and Leia are supposed to be eighteen. Come uh, a New Hope. So that's uh, twenty years right there, and okay. and yeah. then they've said that. Um, the Mandalorian is supposed to be about, I think they said five years after. Five years after Return of the Jedi. And yeah, what, so. A New Hope to Return of the Jedi is what, like a year? I think it's like a year and a half somewhere in there. But so roughly 25 years or so. Okay. But a lot okay. can happen in 25 years. Well, yeah. Yeah. So that's like two decades. Right. It's more like <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> 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 yeah so uh, yeah exactly so so a lot can happen it's, and especially if one of those things that happens is like a uh, you know a full-on genocide then it's like yeah i think things are going to change during that time and so i think what it means to be a mandalorian is what it means to be a mandalorian at that time um and you know, also they could disagree, disagree that like, I think what Satine holds, you know, to, to being a Mandalorian compared to like, say pre Vizsla is totally different. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, it's all, I guess from, you know, one's point of view. Well, yeah, but then you have the Mandalorian that's a Jedi that's like, Whatever there's, he's a Vizsla, but I he's not. It's not pre Vizsla. I don't know what his name was. A oh, Jedi the, Mandalorian. Uh, the one like the so, ancestor or whatever. Yeah, the like the only Mandalorian that's ever been a Jedi that mm -hmm. that created the dark saber. He like he's a Mandalorian Jedi. Right. So it's it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, uh, I don't know. Like I said, and, and the thing is, too, is that maybe it's all about um, uh, what you, you know, the, the, the time frame. Like back then, maybe they considered it like where you were born or yeah. um, like, you know, like what your your parents were or whatever. So if you can say like, oh, I'm Irish, even though I've never been to Ireland, but like my parents were and they came over here or whatever. So I'm Irish you know, through them or whatever. Um, but if, you know, at this point they're like, okay, look, none of us are actually like, none of our parents were actually Mandalorian, but we were raised by Mandalorian. So, <laughs> you know, there you go. right. So, I mean, I, I think it's a little bit more of that, at least now as beforehand, maybe that was not so much the case, but yeah, because definitely with rebels taking place right before a new hope, you know, then Sabine's very like, I'm Clan Wren. I'm a Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. You know, and obviously that changes over time. So let me ask, because now, granted, it's it's just a rumor, but what would you think of seeing uh, Sabine in live action? You know, I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. Here's my thing, like. A lot of these characters thrive because they are in the animated format. Right. And I'm afraid of what will happen to the characters when they turn into live action. 
Mm-hmm. Now we've had the other way around where we've had live action characters that have turned into animation and they've done so much better animated than they were in live action, in my opinion, say Anakin, because we got so much more time with him in animation that it really allowed his character to breathe. So I guess it would really depend on how the characters are used, whether it's Sabine, Ahsoka, Rex, whoever, Mm -hmm. of how they're used and if they're really given the time to continue building their character. If they're just thrown in there as like a, oh, look, there she is for, you know, two minutes of a 30-minute show, I would not want that. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't want it for the Easter egg value of it, you know? Right, right. Like, I would only want them in there if they're going to be, if there's a reason for them to be in the show. And if it's not just like a one episode thing, you know? But what if it was only just for a one episode thing that they then had plans to spin off into its own show? See, but that's still, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, still, <laughs> that's still different. Right, there's still a, a, an end game to it instead of... Right, yeah, yeah exactly. You. you know, and there's a difference there. I am not 100% that I would personally want, if you're going down this path, which I feel like you are, a mm-hmm. Sabine Ahsoka live action show to find Ezra. Uh-huh. I don't know if I want that. Okay. I think I would prefer to keep that in animation because gotcha. I feel like Tia and Ashley deserve the ability to continue their characters. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're talking about them becoming live action, I can understand where you would, you know, with the rumors we've heard, of course, of Rosario Dawson being Ahsoka, I can understand switching to a different actress for a live action thing. That happens all the time. Right. It's, you know, I don't really have that big of an issue with it, but if they're really going to give those two characters like their own show to go on this mission, I, I really would like for it to continue to be animation. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, like I said, I don't know. That's just something that, um, like I was hearing, I, I don't know uh, if it's, it's something that we will for sure see or not, but uh, I mean, maybe it's possible because I mean, if you know, it's like, well, what would Ahsoka be doing during this time? Right. And um, I, I could see Sabine fitting in, you know, it's like she's Mandalorian, Din's Mandalorian. Like, why not? <laughs> so, well, yeah, I just kind of. I, like I said, I would just want it to continue to be animated. No, you I, know, I think yeah. I think Star Wars has been at its best recently. Well, the, I would set the Mandalorian aside. Well, right, right, but that's a but new like, thing, right? They've been at their best in animation. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at it as a whole, Star Wars has really, really thrived in its animation. Also, through its books and comics, it's really thrived. Right. So. You know, I mean, I don't know. Is it weird that I think that live action may not necessarily be Star Wars' thing? (laughs) Uh, I know that's how it's supposed to be, but I don't know. I don't know. um, Uh, (laughs) I mean, I I think that it's just, I think that, here's how I'll say is that I don't think it's necessarily, um, you know, live action or... um, 
you know, or uh, what or uh, um, animation as far as that. I think it it all comes down to the storytelling and and what's going to work right then. So I I think that yeah yeah like the Mandalorian is definitely working, but that doesn't mean that all live action will be working. And you know, let's be right. honest. There's um and I'm pretty sure this isn't rumor. This has like actually been stated by, you know, Lucasfilm people, but there there's been setbacks with both the Cassie and Andor and the mm-hmm. Kenobi series. So just because yeah. the Mandalorian, you know, uh, worked out and and is, you know, going s- smoothly doesn't mean oh, so you know, Star Wars live action shows are a hit that's they're just going to come out and oh, they're, yeah. they're going to be great no. it's like <laughs> well not necessarily <laughs> no and you know unfortunately the production of the cassian series is affected just like the loki series and every other series for disney plus because of what's going on right now and then kenobi was set back for you know who knows what reason star wars can't seem to ever figure out exactly what they're doing these days you know, so, uh, and then I'm sure also in addition to what's going on right now. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And, and that's the thing too, is that, cause a lot of times they, of course they don't exactly come out and, and give us, you know, a, a clear picture of what's going on. And so you, you know, you have to find out through, certain people who who have connections and stuff like that and then you're it's like oh it's definitely this thing you're like cool awesome all right well you know so i i know that that that's what's up and then they're like later it's like okay it's definitely not that thing anymore <laughs> it's like <laughs> what come on lucas like lucas film stop with the <laughs> stop changing your mind so yeah you know i think i mean this is totally off the topic of this episode but uh-huh Lucasfilm really needs to get their stuff together. I mean, they need to figure out their long-term plan. They need to just let Kevin Feige in there with Dave, you know, and let them do their thing. Like Mm -hmm. he knows how to fill it, like write a timeline and fill it in, you know, like actually have an idea of where you're going with things. That'd be cool. Yeah. See my, my thing though, honestly, I don't even think that you need, Kevin Feige. I, I, I think if anything, and and I look, I love like 90% of the Marvel movies, you know, and and I think that he's done a a terrific job over there, but honestly, uh, and you know, like I even say, sometimes I refer to, to this as like being a felony file, you know, uh, like, like Matt rushing is the number one who, you know, tease him every now and again be like, well, yeah, cause cause like, Dave Filoni can do no wrong to you, but I also am kind of that way, <laughs> you know, where I'm just like, no, just let Dave run it, you know, like he's gonna, cause even if you're like, I don't know where this is going, it's like, just be patient. And you're like, Oh, this is amazing. Now I get it. You know? So, uh, yeah. And I don't disagree with that. I think yeah. Dave could definitely do a lot, mm-hmm. but I think, on the film side of it, you need someone like Kevin who has been in the film, like live action film industry so mm-hmm. long and he knows how to structure that kind of a thing, you sure. know? And 
I just think there's a lot of people that are there right now that if they would just put them all together, they could make a really, really awesome team and just, just do it. And also quit announcing like directors and things and whoever. <laughs> Only for them to jump Yeah, until later. you're like yeah. actually really ready. Like we don't need that. Just, right. it doesn't matter. Just, just, you know. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just, I think Star Wars is trying way too hard. Mm-hmm. And they don't need to try so hard. They like, don't try so hard. Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, like I said, I think there's a lot of pressure on them to make like, oh, this is, it's, it's its own uh, cinematic universe, you know, like it should work the same as Marvel. But I, I mean, even with talking about Feige and stuff, like Star Wars has different challenges than Marvel. Oh, I, I mean, the, the biggest one is like sets and location and stuff. You know, if you want to do, if you want to film any of the Marvel movies with like very few exceptions, well, you just, like okay cool this it's actually atlanta but we'll say it's new york and all right you run around and we'll cgi in some bad guys you know like that's a good point it uh, is and it's a really good point but with uh star wars it's like okay guys we're going out to abu dhabi so you know plan for that and then uh let's see so we've got to also we've got to make all the characters we got to cgi them and then all the spaceships and then a lot of the background and the, you know and it's like you start just like getting all the different stuff and like it's a lot because even you know if if you're like okay we're going to make a a character for a marvel movie it's like you're a dude in a suit you know it's like like just random background character right but if you're gonna make a, a random background character for star wars it's like okay you're a rodian but you're wearing this space suit that doesn't look like anything we've seen before so what does that look like you know and like everything has to be unique and different so that stuff just takes so much more time well yeah and you know part of the reason that that is is because of weirdos like us like, no 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 that design didn't exist until like five years later yep. when on this planet this person did a thing and then that happened right right yeah it'd be like um um that's you we have created the issues that they have to deal with yeah I feel bad sometimes. I'm like, okay, let's all take a step back and stop being insane. And then it's like, oh, wait, new species. Who is that? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But I mean, but they have people there who know these things too, you know? So, um, what's that? Leland Chi. Sure, but I mean, you know, like I think that, like, uh, of course, you know, Matt Martin and uh, Pablo yep, Hidalgo, yep. like, like you know, they they know these things. That's that's what they're there for, and uh, so they can do stuff. It's uh, you know, not to jump too much into some stuff, uh, you know, because I, I I do like the guy, but I'll say like Colin Trevor, right? When his script yeah. came out, and I'm like, no, all no, of this I see, is I wrong. Didn't, uh-uh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know. No, and I'll even say that like I love Game of Thrones, but when they announced the Game of Thrones guys, I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, and no. Well, but I, I'm just talking specifically with his script. You yeah. know, there were there were so many things that were contradictory to Star Wars. Well, yeah. And you know, like, like a prime example is like they just fly a ship to um, uh, 
to Mortis. And it's like, no, you don't fly a ship to Mortis. That's not how Mortis no. works, <laughs> you know? That's not how that works. Yeah. That's not how the force works. <laughs> right, right. So like, stick to your dinosaur <laughs> movies, man. Also, when's that coming out? I can't wait. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like, like I said, the, it's it's important. And that's why you have people there who are like, you know, li- like Pablo, who's like, oh, no, actually, uh, the world between worlds doesn't work this way. You know, and it's you like, know what? Can you imagine that being your job? You sit in an office waiting for people to ask you questions if this works or not. So <laughs> I don't think it works exactly that way. Well, right I don't now think you just sit and wait. Right, right. It's like it's like got his zoom up and they pop in and they're like, "Hey, so can this person be on this planet at this time?" No. <laughs> okay, thanks. And they leave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think that it's probably more like. Um, Oh gosh, what do you call them? Uh, there's edit. There's a type of edis- editor. Oh boy, I couldn't say that word. Um, there's a type of editor that is um, all about that. Like, um, it's not content editor, but there's a it's a there's a term yeah, for it. But I get you. Yeah, get and you. that's what they do. So I'm sure it's more that where they're like, "Hey, I did this project. Read it, and then tell me what." you know, like what needs to change. It um, comes back from like a teacher with it's all marked up in red. Like can't say that, can't say that that's wrong. That should be there. <laughs> right. Right. I, I don't think like, I love you so bad. I don't think Leland cheese just like sitting in an office, like a, like a chirpa waiting for someone to come to him with star Wars questions, but I don't know. Maybe he is. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. <laughs> So, oh well, that's a that's a fantastic image for, that I did not expect to <laughs> be thinking about. Um, but talking about all of these things and, and, and you know, this kind of gets us back into to the episode. Um, the one thing that I noticed was we see the coronet and I was like, mm. oh, wait, that ship looks exactly like the one Dryden Voss had in Solo. So that's pretty cool. Um, and of course his, his ship in there was called the light something. Hold on. I, I wrote it down. And first now, light. First light. There we go. Um, and, and it even says, like, like, what is that name for a ship anyway? Uh, first light. Well, uh, so it reminds me of Peter Pan. It's like second star to the right. So, so here's what I think is it has to do with like the name Crimson Dawn, right? So like maybe playing on like Dawn and then you have like, Air Force One. So the so the first get off my plane. <laughs> That's not where I was going, but also still kind of awesome. <laughs> That's a good movie. I, I mean the actual airplane Air Force One, not the <laughs> not the nineteen nineties thriller Air Force One. <laughs> but Han Solo is in that. That is true. That is, yeah, he definitely was. And so is Sirius Black. Was he? Was he the villain? I haven't seen it. He's the bad guy. Okay. Gary Oldman. Okay. I have not seen that in forever. I think studios, so like right now, because we're all stuck at home, uh I think movie studios to just release all the movies for free because there's, I want to watch it. (laughs) <laughs> well i mean they do still need to make money yeah but like if we're all not making money then they don't need to make money sure fair um 
Everybody has been furloughed or fired. I'm just kidding. That's not true. Yeah, that's definitely not true because to me, nothing has changed. (laughs) You know, I'm. Yeah. And see, like, I, I still have one of my jobs. The other one is furloughed. But like, yeah, it's not everybody. Right, right. But still. Right. But you and. I'm home every day and I want to watch the Air Force (laughs) one. All right. You know what movie? This is so we're like so many rabbit trails right oh, now. Oh, I know. <laughs> but you know what? Well, no, we're just doing one. it. <laughs> there's one. It, it kind of applies. Uh-huh. But there's a movie that my mom loves to watch. And I just feel like it's the same time frame as Air Force One. And I can't stand it because she's watched it so many times and like forced me to watch it. It's The Hunt for Red October. Oh, my God. You, so you said you don't like that movie? I don't because I've just, I've had to watch it so much <laughs> because she loves the hunt for red October. Okay. Don't, don't. and it's just like, Oh, don't, don't tell Christine. Cause she loves that movie. So, well, I just like, I've seen it so yeah. much and it was just never like, I, I don't mind it, but also just, mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, can we watch the rock instead? Like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. John Connery's in the Rock, so let's watch that instead of the Hunt for Red October. Anyway, nineties movies. I I would just rather watch Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Like, put on some Tooth Fairy. I'll do that. Oh wow! You pick <laughs> Tooth Fairy? Okay. Hey, I just want you to know how committed I am to this scenario. I mean, you could have picked Moana or something. Ah, uh, Moana's very good. Now he he's he's been in a lot of great movies, but you know what? I could I could sit and watch Tooth Fairy. I, I won't lie. Like, it's it's got some How funny cool moments. How would it be to have The Rock be a Mandalorian? He'd be huge. Yeah, I think he's too big. Like, how do you how do you put that guy in armor like uh, that? Oh, you know who he could have been? He could have been Wrecker from the new Clone Wars episodes. Yeah, I mean, I guess he could still kind of, like if they were going to do him in live action. Like, yeah, you still could do it. I mean, we don't know what happened to Wrecker. We uh, don't. And the thing, too, is like being like, because that's actually a question I had. I know we're jumping to other episodes, but I don't actually plan to cover these since they don't really deal with um, any Mandalorian stuff. So we can talk about it now. Um, I've wondered. I'm like, OK, but if you're a part of the Bad Batch and and like you're you're all like scrambled up and everything, what's the likelihood of their chips working anyway? All right, so my my head cannon is that they didn't work because when they put their chips in, it was order ninety nine. It was upside down. So, <laughs> <laughs> so instead, they save as many Jedi as possible. There you go. Right, right. It's the opposite. <laughs> right. <See? laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll we'll have to we'll definitely have to see and see what happens. Of course, with uh, Siege of Mandalore, like maybe they show True. up there and and stuff happens there. Maybe, yeah, or, we don't know yet. We or maybe they yet. live and we can see them down the road, as played by anyway. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Anyway, back to what we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> the coronet's a cool ship. Yes. Yeah, and it is. so so again, what I was saying is, I think the the light portion of first light comes from the fact that it's it's a crimson dawn ship. That could yeah. be, and and too, like it's sort of a play, like like dawn, you know, first light, um, you know, like like it seems like something Darth Maul would do. Yeah, yeah, he's very militant like that, and 
scary and he shows you his lightsaber to let you know he means business oh man places i could take that comment i won't but <laughs> wow this is a family <laughs> show Teresa. yes but do you do you not know how much of my boyfriend darth maul is so no, i know I, <laughs> you're just you're just like christine though because of course she's uh, i i can't do anything we'll play D together i cannot have her sit across from me when we play D now because i will be giving um uh, uh, oh gosh, what do you call it? Like plot or whatever, right? You know, uh, and I'm explaining things or whatever. And then all of a sudden she'll just like start snickering at me. And I'm like, what? And she's like, that's what she said. And I'm like, what? Huh? oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you know, so she's always throwing me off track because she thinks that like, oh, like I'll say a line. And so to her, that's dirty. And I'm like, yep. I'm like, grow See, and up and me, play this. Me and Christy get along so well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just needs to grow up and play this imagination game the way I want to play it. Hey, I was trying to get her <laughs> to play and like I don't know how we would do it. I guess we'd have to do it online uh-huh. like with Zoom or something, but my little pony version of D&D cuz it exists. Yep, it and definitely I would exists. Play that. I would play that because it's pony. Yep. Yep, that is definitely a thing that exists. Um, she rolls her eyes at me. Yeah, she's she's not she apparently so she now we really are getting off track, but I know she liked My Little Pony when she was younger, but she, I think she doesn't care for the um the style of the new one maybe. I think well, that's true. right. So I I'll work on her. All well, right. But anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> that that Talmeric, right? Yeah, that Talmeric. Which, oh my gosh. <laughs> I think wasn't he the obvious choice though? Oh yeah. Because he's the man he's the only one there that's Mandalorian. Well yeah. He's the only one that's a Mandalorian and he has that look. Like he's got that face. Right. You know? It's that like really narrow jaw, that. like high cheekbones kind mm. of now do you face. do you mean that face that makes you a Mandalorian or that face that makes you guilty of all crimes? both ah okay well that's that's profiling against mandalorians they've already like they've been persecuted they went through so much Teresa. that's that's not very polite oh well you know it is the way that it is well maybe it's true maybe that's why they wear their helmets all the time because like you you have a suspicious face like fine i'll keep my helmet on that's that's where it originated you figured it out also why are all the droids why do they always look like bugs well, because their creators look like bugs. But that's because mm. they because their creators were the uh, the Geonosians that looked like bugs. Yeah, but they are bugs, right? <laughs> I mean, think about like it's why I think that like every time we make robots, we always make them sort of more uh, anthropomorphic, right? Like they always look very humanoid. Unless, yeah, unless it's BB-8 or Do or no, but I mean like in real life. Oh. Real life robot. Yeah, like that one that they were like kicking over in Japan, mm-hmm. and then it would turn around and get back up. And they're like, "It's amazing!" And get back up, and I'm like, "Okay, stop doing it. You're making me feel bad." <laughs> do you do you know what? I'm, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. Excellent. Which sounds hilarious. Excellent. It's not. It's to me like it. Honestly, I watched it, and the whole thing is they would like push this thing over, and they were trying to show like that it it can learn and like get back up and blah, blah, blah. But to me, it just seemed cruel. 
But it was it. Did it look like an AI type robot, or what did it look like a robot? So it looked like a like it looked like a person, but it, it but it looked like a person like um, Evie from uh, uh, Wally, if that makes sense. Like how is like kind of that white plasticky look. So if you if you then like if you like made her more human looking, then that's what it looks like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And they're just like pushing it over. You know, I would feel bad if somebody did that to Baymax. Yeah, there you go. Baymax. I mean, they look similar. It's it's a, a skinnier Baymax. A skinnier. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, <laughs> back on to, to this. The um, you know, the, of course, Anakin sort of he quickly uh realizes what's going on that you know that there was something between Satine and Obi-Wan and leads to I think this is my favorite line in all of Clone Wars where he's like oh I'll do something he's like you go find your girlfriend he's like what she she's not my girlfriend <laughs> yeah but you know what oh that's such a perfect line because in the new episodes in the Bad Batch arc when when Obi-Wan tells Anakin tell Padme I said hello I'm right. like yeah right they yeah. get each other back yeah yeah I, I mean it's like i said it's there and that, that's what i was talking about before is you know how it's nice to actually see these things so that it's not just obi-wan being someone on the outside looking in like he gets it he's been there yeah so i i like it a lot and like i said i think it's just so funny of you know Obi-Wan being like, she's not my girlfriend. <laughs> you know, and he's like, he's so flustered. Like, what? No. <laughs> well, you know, and James Arnold Taylor does such a good job mm -hmm. with how he does voiceover. Yes. That it's just amazing. Actually, I have just, it's bigger than that. It's this whole cast down to even the characters that they add, like Satine's voice actor and, you know, all that. Yeah. They just work so well together that you believe everything. Yeah, well, and now, unless I'm completely wrong, and, and this is kind of funny, too, uh, she's played by Kat Tabor, right? Who also plays Padme? Or am I, am I totally wrong in that? Ooh, that, that is a question that I don't have the answer to. Yeah, I'm, so I'm I was trying to pull it up, like, real, real quick, um, but I'm, I'm almost certain that that's true um you know no i'm wrong it was anna graves i apologize That's it. yep yep now, now anna graves uh-huh has played leia okay in other things okay so you you were kind of there <laughs> i was you know sort of maybe but no not really it's fine i appreciate but it but i'm, no, wrong. You I'm were, totally like, wrong you were close but mm, no yeah so okay well that that doesn't work as much but still they get like you know they're there's still the similarities of of the relationship type and like i said that this this episode very much felt like uh attack of the clones in, in the way it, the setup was um mm -hmm. so yeah. and there's some other people in this episode that I really liked seeing and when you go back and watch it uh, like Anaconda Far, for example mm -hmm. because if you've read and it, it's just how everything in Star Wars is tying things together if you've read the Padme book Queen's Shadow mm -hmm. 
you get introduced to Anna Kondafar there and as she's entering the Senate. And so there's this whole like just circle of, I don't know what you would call it, connectivity, circle of life, Mm -hmm. uh, that it all connects to each other, you know? And I like, I like it when they bring in senators from other planets and stuff, because I'm one of the weirdos that likes the politics of star Wars. Right. So getting to see all them and like the, the galactic Senate of neutral systems or whatever the heck it was called, you know, and all of that, like that whole aspect of it. Love it. <laughs> well, you know, one thing too, I mean, and talking about this and, and since, you know, even the, the clone wars, I, funny enough, I went back and listen, cause I, I should have listened to it a long time ago, but I, I had texted Christy earlier today cause I knew she had been on skywalking and mm-hmm. I was thinking it was like last week or maybe the week before. And I was like, cause I, I downloaded the episode. I'm like, wait, she's not on this. What are you talking about? And so, um, I texted her. She's like, she's like, no, it was episode like 377 or something like that, like whatever it was. And I'm like, that's like two months ago, (laughs) you know? And so she's like, yeah, it was back then. I'm like, I felt like it was just the other day. She's like, no, it wasn't. So, but anyhow, the the point is, so I, so I'm like, all right, fine. I'll go download that episode. And, And you and her were both on it talking about the clone wars. And, you actually brought up that when you were younger, you thought it was like Cologne Wars. And I have never said this to any, I don't even know if Christine knows this, but I used to think the exact same thing when I was younger. <laughs> I thought the exact same thing. Cause, cause I, like I got into star Wars when I was very young and I had like, I was just learning about Cologne at that time. And, um, I didn't like, I didn't quite know what clone was. I knew it was like this stuff in bottles that smelt funny, but like, I didn't like, I remember like not really getting the concept of like what it was. Um, and, and then, you know, and they're talking about like, Oh, and the clone wars. I'm like, Oh, that's that thing that I just sort of kind of heard about now. And I'm like, okay, so clone star Wars. All right. Those are two things that go together, you know? And <laughs> so I, I was you right there. Find your Darth Vader is such a <laughs> I actually it have like it smells like burnt like wood or something. <laughs> well, okay, not maybe not Darth Vader, but I do have sitting right above me my Lando clone. Oh god, what does that smell like? It smells like silk. Oh, it smells really good. Silk actually. and cigars or something. It's it smells really really good actually. Like, <laughs> Christine got it for me for know, my birthday a couple of, years ago. When I think of Lando, I think of like bourbon and cigars. (laughs) Really? And like silk or something. All right. I don't know what that would smell like. (laughs) That would smell gross. Yeah. I I think he's. I don't know. Maybe not bourbon. I don't know. What would Lando drink? Would he be more of like a scotch guy? Um, Maybe cognac? I don't know. Would he be maybe cognac? I don't know. I don't know alcohol that well. I don't either. I, I don't drink. So like I kind of, well, I, I do, but not that much. Mm-hmm. And it's very, it's very few and far between, but maybe he'd be like, I think maybe he would be like a cocktails person. Like mm-hmm. at, at uh, galaxy's edge, like he would probably order the fuzzy tauntaun, which is the <laughs> one that makes your mouth go numb. Right. I feel like that would be something Lando would drink. 
I don't know. I f- you know, I feel like Corey D, um, you know, Billy's son would actually know yeah. this. So I'll, um, I'll try to get in touch with him. Yeah, and, do and that. That'd be him. super <laughs> And, awesome. and I guarantee you, he, 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 he can let you know. Um, so, yeah. Or maybe uh, just ask him what his dad smells like. And then that's what it. I've, I've, I've like, I've met his dad several times. Um, I've met him too, but I don't remember what he smelled like. I mean, he's, he kind of smells like that Lando clone. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's when it came out, he just got a whole bunch of it, and then he's like, "Yeah, he's like Billy, I, Billy D in a bottle." <laughs> That's good marketing, right there. It is. <laughs> I mean, the number one. You can go into like uh, Sephora or whatever, and it's the number one seller. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like uh, what was it the the Sex Panther from? Um, uh, Whoa, calm down, Michael. No, do you, do you know, from the movie. Uh, um, don't talk Anchorman. about Tiger King like that. No, no, no. Anchorman. You remember when he's like, oh. he's like, he's like 60% of the time it works every time. He's like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and like, even the bottle has like a little sound effect. Like when, when you like press on it and it pops up and it's like, Rawr. oh God. <laughs> yeah. It was ridiculous. I don't know why I just brought up Tiger King. I haven't watched it. I'm not going to, but what? You, know. you should watch it. No. Mm-mm. It is such a train wreck. You should watch That's it. That's exactly why I don't want to watch it. You, you don't want to watch train wrecks? No. Oh, uh, well. I feel like I'll regret it afterwards. I'll be like, well, there went, you know, eight hours of my life. I, I don't necessarily think so. Because, well, now here's what might happen. You, you, you might be like me. And then afterwards, you're like, oh, I want to research all of this. And then there oh. goes like another eight hours of your life. Yeah, see, probably. I'll just stick to my true crime stuff I've been watching. Oh, okay, but I mean, there's no tigers in there. Yeah, but I hear tigers die. Um, I mean, like you don't, don't see know. anything. Like it's like they kind of like talk about like m- maybe this thing happened or you know this person was accused of this thing or whatever. But you don't ever like see anything. Do you see violence towards animals in this show? No, no. Okay. No, you you see people get like. It's kind of sort of a t- so here's the thing a lot of the time because i told christine um you know with uh um reality tv they constantly manipulate it right and, and same thing with, with this where they like the, the biggest thing that gets manipulated is sound bites and there there's a there's a couple times where they'll show these tigers just like looking like they're tearing into each other and they've just got like the rah, 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 and, I, and i told christine i'm like that's not the actual sound that's happening right now those tigers are not actually fighting those tigers are playing you know and and they're just playing just like how cats will just kind of like yeah. attack each other you know like they're not trying to hurt each other just playing around but you add like tiger roars and now it sounds like they're just trying to kill each other and, mm-hmm. and that's what happens the most in this show it's just the the cats playing around i actually uh radio station that I, I worked at for years um the the main guy had just like scars all up and down his arms because he was quote unquote attacked by a tiger but he'll tell you he goes that tiger was not attacking me he was playing <laughs> you know it's like he just wanted well, to play like how my arms look because i have scars all up and down my arm from my cats yeah 
So imagine if if those cats had like giant, you know, six inch teeth. Yeah. Yep. So I get it. Mm hmm. But see, this is why I watch Disney Plus or Disney Nature movies, because they don't ever let the animals die. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Look at Bambi. I said Disney nature movies. <laughs> Sorry. That's I, that's that's not what you meant. I thought you meant elephant, like I thought you meant the Disney nature movies feet. like Brother Bear or Bambi. No, the new like Disney nature movies. So so you mean like the the uh like, like the, the documentaries. Documentary. Yeah. Yeah, but man, they got There's, some on there like look at that hostile planet. I I would watch that on uh on Disney Plus and Hostile Planet is good. You know what else is good? What? Uh, the Rock one. Um, oh my gosh, it's narrated by Will Smith. One Strange Rock. Okay, it's good. I'll check, and that's on Disney Plus as well. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I love watching animal documentaries. Um, and funny thing is, because like I, I also love watching like uh dinosaur and like actual uh paleontological documentaries christine will be so bored by that but the animal oh, documentary she I loves. Love those. well i think too a lot of it is because it's of course with those it's more you know it's less of like oh look at these dinosaurs it's more like look look at these bones look at these rocks you know and i think that bores her more whereas you know with this it's like i was watching one the other day where there was a jaguar and she had been starving for days because she hadn't been oh, able no. to find anything. So she like strolls up and sees this crocodile in the uh, like in the river. And yeah, she's, just, so she's like, she's desperate. So she's going to go after the crocodile. Right. Oh, my gosh, Teresa. But she doesn't have the energy to go after the crocodile. Oh, yes, yeah, she does. Oh, did she really? Oh, man. Oh, good. oh she so she dives into the water. Right. That's his domain. She grabs that thing basically by, I mean, obviously crocodiles don't have ears, but like grabs it by the ear, drags it on the land and kills it. And I'm like, that's not how that happens. Like crocodiles eat you. (laughs) I bet you it could happen. Oh yeah. I mean, if she would have messed up, definitely. But she, she got in there and she was faster um, because they're apparently really good swimmers. Well, yeah, they're great swimmers. Yeah, and and she she dove in there, and like I said, she she got him by basically like the ear, and just pulled back, and and the whole time, you know, he's like trying to chomp away, but there's just nothing for him to latch onto. Um, and yeah, she got him. Way to go, Panther. Yeah, yeah. So this, I know this has nothing to do with Star Wars, but yeah, but, sorry guys, but people, but, uh, animal animals are freaking cool. Michael and I don't get to talk very often. <laughs> yeah. So. Welcome to me being on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, you know, we we actually, I mean, we're about done with this episode anyway. This this one is one where it's like I feel like there's not a whole lot to say about it, but it's definitely something you should watch because there's a lot in it. Um, but it's also kind of simple, if that makes sense. You know, um, it's just sort yeah, of yeah. Basically, the 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 senators are being captured and taken mm-hmm. away. And Tom Merrick is working for Death Watch, but like he's disguised and he gets his cover blown. And then we go into the next episode, which is the Duchess of Mandalore. 
Right. <laughs> Which I mean, I guess you know we can talk about. Uh, I I actually thought it was really cool how they how his cover was blown, where uh, Kenobi just sort of walks in with the little droid in the glass that's just like bouncing all over the place, and he's like, "I'm gonna hold it up to you, and if it seems violent, you're good, but if it seems docile, then I know you're the traitor." So I thought that was that's pretty cool. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but of course, my my favorite part was the ending i i thought this was handled so beautifully and and the thing too is like it's also so obvious because you know anakin's there and then um mm-hmm. tal says oh um he's like you know he thinks that he he's all cocky and he thinks he's one he's like oh yes he's like if you shoot me down then you're a hypocrite you know and you won't do it because you know the what she will then think of you so i have already won he's like so who's gonna strike first you know he he says who's going to um what do you say he he, uh um Gosh, I forgot what he said. Like, strike first and reveal yourself as a murderer or something like that. And then all of a sudden, lightsaber goes through his back. And then uh, Kenobi goes, Anakin. He's like, what? He's going to blow the ship up. Because, <laughs> like, it, there's so much levity to that. Or it's like, yeah, like, that's funny. Because, like, sure, he just killed somebody. But it's like, what was he supposed to do? But also, it's like, yeah, no, but that was, like, some really dark foreshadowing of, like, yeah, you're going to turn oh, yeah. into a mass murderer. I mean... It, again, I keep saying it we takes it back to the newer episodes, but it does because right. Anakin has this moment where he says, he's like, well, you're a Jedi. You won't kill me. I'm not that kind of Jedi. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I don't have such weaknesses. And you're like, oh, God, uh, <laughs> like, boy, you, you backed the wrong horse. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. A hundred percent. So mm-hmm. I, uh, like I said, this, this episode, I know we, we keep getting off track. Um, and like, again, there's, there's not a whole lot to, to dive into as far as, um, you know, like, like some of the deeper meanings or, or even like the connections to, uh, Mandalore or anything, but it's a really good episode. I, I think pretty much any episode dealing with the Mandalorian culture and Satine and everything is good. And even if it's not like your favorite episode, it's so vital to the other episodes that you got to watch it. Yeah. And you, and it really gives background to things that you're definitely going to want to know about for the siege of Mandalore that's coming up. So you need to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So do you have any other uh, thoughts on that or animal documentaries or Dwayne the Rock Johnson? I don't have much human interaction these days. So, You know, hit me up on it, on the social medias if you feel like talking about random things. I am the same everywhere. I'm ice cold penguin. Awesome. And then you and also... I, hey, I'm t- going to plug this really quick just uh-huh. because uh, I am an over 30, technically a millennial because of when I was born. And I just got on TikTok. So if you're on there and you want to see like me doing voiceover things for disney scenes and star wars and random nerdy stuff it's the same i'm ice cold penguin over there too i was shocked by the way michael mm-hmm. because when i went to make a tiktok and it's been on there up you know however long and right. my name still hadn't been taken wow i was like really okay very cool, cool. yeah you know i so so just a, a, a little quick aside 
Um, I don't know if Christy's ever like Christy loves to make fun of me for not really being in the know as far as like like whatever the the thing is or whatever like especially like in pop culture and stuff. Um, so you know I've only like recently been hearing people talk about TikTok, and in my head I keep thinking the Kesha song, <laughs> right? <laughs> but apparently no. It's well. So TikTok used to be an app called Musically. Mm-hmm. And then it changed names and it's essentially just a short form video sharing thing. And people do challenges on there, like dance challenges where you try to learn like these, you know, like 60 second or 15 second dances and stuff. But then what I like is mm-hmm. people have been taking like clips from movies or TV shows or scenes and they just do like they have it playing. They just do like the voice over. So okay. my first one was Olaf from Frozen 2 when he's like, Samantha? And he's like, I don't know a Samantha. <laughs> it's Yeah, so it's me sitting on my couch saying Olaf lines. Okay. It's not me with my voice. It's Olaf's voice. <laughs> so here's my, my question, though. What is the difference between TikTok and, like, say, um, like, Vine? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, does Vine still exist? No, I don't think it does, but I was just like, this. From, I think it's probably similar. Uh huh. But TikTok has a lot of built in features. So, you know, so you can like, like people's videos, you can follow people, you can DM them. It's kind of like Instagram stories almost. Uh huh. You know, but just videos. Gotcha. Like, yeah. Okay. Very I cool. don't know. Basically, the big thing right now in the world of TikTok is that all the millennials are taking over Generation Z's app, and Generation Z is pissed about it because we're all in quarantine and we have nothing else to do. So now all the '90s babies are coming in and like taking over <laughs> and doing all kinds of '90s stuff. So now instead of saying "Okay, Boomer," they'll say "Okay, Millennial." Is that what's going to happen? Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> All I know is that people keep blaming millennials for stuff, and it's not the millennials. It's the Gen Zers. Millennials are all in our 30s, you know, mid to late 30s, mm-hmm. and we have jobs and bills and 401ks. Yeah. I, I think it's <laughs> because... Um, uh, you know, cause, cause I've heard about this recently. Cause I, I guess apparently they, people were really mad. They're like, Oh, it's the millennials again. They're not social distancing. They're out going to spring break. Um, I think it's because yeah. uh, like we were, um, so let's see what w- w- millennials are gen, uh, generation X. No, no, no. I think we're Y. I think X are was before us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're Y. Yeah, so so of course you know we're referred to as millennials, and I think that it's just weird to set to basically go from like millennial to Y, like they don't have like another name, even right. though even though Gen X didn't really have one either. So basically, uh, if you're born in like 1982 or 83, uh-huh. like up to I think it's like 90 or 91, mm-hmm. you're a millennial, right? But if you're born in 2000s. You're not a millennial. Right. You're a Gen Zer. And they're the ones going to spring break. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think they're also, I, are they also the ones going to like Coachella or do millennials go to Coachella? Yes. 
I think there are some millennials that go to Coachella though. Okay. So I don't, I don't know, know if that counts, but <laughs> the Gen Zers were the ones that were screwing stuff. Oh yeah. Well, knock it I off, you bunch of Gen Zers. Teresa said so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to be offensive. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's okay. Like it's. I am just naturally that way. I think that basically anyone who cares probably isn't listening. Uh, and anyone who like is a Gen Z or, or probably just goes, eh, just crazy lady yelling at the sky. Yeah. Well, you know what? I've had people say on my YouTube channel, like, I thought you were a nicer person. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, honey, you don't know me then. <laughs> All right. I was like, I'm a nice person, uh-huh. but if you deserve it, mm-hmm. then you deserve it. You're getting it. Getting it. All right. <laughs> so do you want to plug your podcast as well or just the TikTok? Yeah, sure. I have lots of really fun podcasts where I'm very, very nice. Uh, <laughs> Fangirls Going Rogue is my all-female-based Star Wars podcast, and then I do a podcast with um, Michael's wonderful wife, Christy. It's yeah, called Sabers right. and Spells. We talk all things geeky, nerdy, everything. I have a Disney show called Disney Vault Talk. I have a Star Wars books and comics show with our good friend Aaron Goins called Star Wars Bookworms. I think that's all, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Making sure you didn't leave anything off. The- I really don't know. Right. Right. I'm even trying to think. I'm like, uh, I think that's, I think that's everything. That's at least everything that I, I know of. It. I have another sort of like spinoff of Fangirls Going Rogue called Fangirl Chat. We don't do it all the time, but we do, we'll cover like Disney movies or like Marvel movies and stuff like that. Right. Okay. But honestly, I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. All right. Well. Um, if you want to uh, reach out to us here on the show, of course, you can just always uh, shoot us an email to uh, themandocast at gmail or just find us on Twitter. We're at themandocast over there. Uh, but in the meantime, thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. That's been our show. 